and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I'm glad that you are here to join with me today. <sighs> today is the 17th of June, 2020, and I have good news. If you listened to the podcast yesterday, I told you that our dog, Shy, had taken off. We didn't know what exactly happened, and as we kind of put two and two together more, um, we determined that uh, the fireworks from the night before had scared her enough. She managed to somehow uh, open up her pen door and bent uh, the, uh, the, the metal uh, uh, latch on it and got out and uh, we had a fantastic response on Facebook. People were, you know, looking, we were driving, we were walking, we were hollering, you know, doing everything. And a lot of people were, uh, you know, looking to uh, try to find her. And the a very amazing thing was uh, when we went to do evening feeding and wondering where she could be, my wife went into the dog pen and <laughs> she counted dogs one, two, three, four, or in, into the, pen, the the goat pen where the dogs are. And it's like, wait a minute, there's a fourth dog. Oh my gosh, it's shy. <clears throat> and she was underneath of a very low, short shelter that we have for the goats. And was just laying in there. And it was like, oh my gosh. So, you know, I I took a, a collar and very, very slowly on hands and knees got under there with her. And this is where the going in and, um, you know, petting her and holding her, you know, for these many months really paid off because she wanted to get up and get away from me. But... I just kept going slow and was petting on her or got to where I could pet on her and then eventually was able to um, get the the collar on her and basically just kind of laying there up against her. And then my wife came and she had a, a harness that uh, we uh, we tried to get on her, but she just, it wasn't working very well. She wound up pulling out of it, but we were trying to pull her out from under there it slipped off and uh it was like oh my gosh she got up she's gonna walk she's gonna leave us but she walked right into the main pen that we have a gate on and uh so we locked her in there amazingly the other three dogs didn't attack her for being in the big pen like they would a coyote so they recognized that she was you know basically one of them so that was that was a pretty amazing thing. So we are we are tickled. We are glad. We're going to keep her in that pen probably. Uh, the other dogs basically just ignored her. She was not challenging them in any way, shape, or form. Was making no eye contact with them. Um, but what we think was, she got scared. She didn't know where to go. She didn't know what to do. A neighbor dog did some tracking, and she was just bouncing all around then went off uh you know north of where we are but i think she heard her goats those goats that 
the mamas that the babies left on Sunday, they had been crying and crying, and we moved them from the pen that was right next to her to a different pen, uh, the does, and I think she wanted to be with her herd, and she went there. So the saga is over for this chapter, and we're tickled that she is back safe and sound. So let me get into the topic for today, and then I'm going to have to keep this one short. I have a phone call meeting in just a few minutes. So this is something my wife sent to me a while ago, and I've just been keeping it tucked away till the right time. And it's called Seven Cardinal Rules for Life. And as I was rereading them again this morning, it's like, you know, sometimes you can see where these kind of suggestions move you in a positive way, but you can also see where if you don't follow these, it really messes you up. So the first one is make peace with your past so it won't disturb your present. The past is the past. And yes, bad things can happen in the past. I don't deny that. But you got to make peace with it. You got and peace doesn't mean that you approve it, of it or you're, you know, uh that you would want it again. It just means that you're okay with the fact that it was a part of your past. It's not in your present. It's only the memories in your present or decisions that you make based on the past that are not necessarily the best decisions for the present. So make peace with your past so it won't disturb your present. Number two, what other people think of you is really none of your business. Seriously, people are entitled to their own opinions, and those opinions are just that. Opinions are opinions. Evidence is evidence. Facts are facts. People can have preferences or opinions about you. You have opinions about everybody. If you don't think you do, well, just dig a little deeper, think a little bit longer. You'll find out you do. I have opinions about everybody. I try to have good opinions. Some people are not, <laughs> don't have very good opinions. You know, or I don't have very good opinions based upon their behavior, their patterns. So what other people think of you, that's really none of your business. That's their business. Now, if they're changing it from thinking into talking, and it's disrupting your life, then maybe you need to do something about it. But just their thoughts, you know, you get trapped in a thing where if you're trying to make other people's thinking of you your business, oh my gosh, how do you deal with that? You can't. Number three, time heals almost everything. Give it time. You know, I I, I like to toss in there, make sure that if you're you're healing a wound that you've cleaned it out. And what I mean by that with emotional wounds, if you've been emotionally wounded, make sure that the thoughts that you have after the wounding are healthy thoughts so that the thoughts that you have aren't bad and kind of like infect the uh, the wound and make it worse. But yeah, time heals. And I think one of the things that happens with when time heals almost everything, is we get a lot of emotions going at a certain time period when we've been hurt, when we've been injured, when we've been wounded. And those emotions can lead us to saying the wrong thing or acting in the wrong way. 
And uh, sometimes we just need to give a time for the emotions to die down. Don't feed the emotions. Don't throw wood on the fire if you'd like the fire to die out. Number four, no one is in charge of your happiness except you. A lot of people, a lot of people think that, well, I can't be happy because of this person or that person. It has nothing to do with other people. It has to do with your attitude. It has to do with your perception, how you choose to think about things. That's what ties into your happiness. You know, you can be happy when you're with people. You can be happy when you're by yourself. You can be happy in the middle of a crowd. You can be happy. You can be happy in a small group. You can be happy. Happy has to do with your attitude and your choice on how you look at things. No one is in charge of your happiness except you. Number five, don't compare your life to others and don't judge them. You have no idea what their journey is all about. Yeah. Imagine if you based whether you liked a book or not from reading part of one chapter. If you decide whether this book is good or bad based upon part of one chapter. Well, that's what we do when we start judging other people. I'm not talking about judging behavior. I think we can judge behavior, but judging a person, you're not up in their head. You Don't compare yourself to others. Don't judge them. Everybody's on their own journey, and the time period you're around a person is only part of their journey. Number six, stop thinking too much. It's all right not to know the answers. They'll come to you when you least expect it. What happens when you think too much? You start catastrophizing. You start thinking about worst-case examples and scenarios. You start uh, trying to become a perfectionist and trying to find the perfect answer. You know what? There's typically not a perfect answer. The only place I know where there's perfect answers is math. And then you go into the highest forms of math, and that probably just screws all that idea up. Um, what was it I had learned? Uh, when you take chemistry one, you think you got it figured out. When you take chemistry two, you realized everything in chemistry one really wasn't real. <laughs> so stop thinking too much. Sometimes you just got to decide certain things as you walk, as you, as you are actually in it. And number seven, smile. You don't own all the problems in the world. So don't put them on your back. You can't fix everything. There's seven plus billion people in the world. You don't own all those problems. You don't own them all in your town, in your state, in your community, with your family. You don't own them all. They're not yours. Bad things happen. Poverty happens. Discrimination happens. Injustice happens. And if you start heaping all that upon yourself, you will be a miserable person. God never told us to carry everything. Frankly, he says, let me carry it. You just do what I say. I'll carry the burden. So what happens when you don't do these things? If you don't make peace with your past, then you become a professional victim of your past, and it will plague you. What happens when uh, 
when you uh, worry about what other people think of you, you won't act normal. You will be second-guessing everything you do because you're trying to please other people so they think nice about you. The best leaders know how to ignore a lot of stuff that other people think about them because they are doing the right thing. Number three, what happens when you don't uh, when you don't um, allow for the idea that time can heal things? You just keep stirring the pot. You don't give it a chance to heal. You just keep stirring. You keep festering. You keep poking the bear. And when no one is, if you go with the idea that other people are in charge of your happiness, you'll never be happy. Because that isn't how it works. Don't compare your life to others because if you do, you'll never be satisfied. VeggieTales had a uh, uh, thing called Madam Blueberry. She kept comparing her life to others, kept wanting more and more stuff to make her life better. And then all of a sudden she saw a family that had nothing and they had more happiness than she did. Quit comparing your life to others. Get off the treadmill of um, the rat race. Stop thinking too much. Well, when you think too much, you get trapped in it. You get trapped in trying to make the perfect answer. A lot of times, any passing grade is better than not even taking the test. And finally, when you don't smile, when you don't see smiles, you know, people are talking about, you know, the whole thing with wearing the masks. Um... I think one thing that uh, isn't mentioned enough as far as part of the damage of it, you're not seeing people's smiles. You're not seeing their expressions. That's probably what I miss most whenever I go into a place where everybody's required to wear a mask. The humanity leaves. The humanity leaves. I go to Rural King. They don't require masks. I see people. I see their smiling faces. I see people interacting. I see people I know. I wave. I smile. They do the same. <clears throat> when I go to Menards, what I see, what I see at Menards is the masks. And um, I don't see interaction. I don't see people typically visiting. <clears throat> That's something that maybe we took for granted. All right, folks, that's it for today. I got to get up and going because I'm late for my conference call. So have a great one. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.